0: Got the cigar lit lit up lit L I T E lit. Um (laughs) Let's let's just start at least for as long as I can remember to start the shows out this way. Start the Programs and podcasts and whatever the hell this is. Off with, uh, you know, burying Joseph R. Biden because he's just not good at good enough at that himself. Um, you know, he said, if, uh, if paraphrasing, of course, you know, if you're having trouble. Deciding between him and Donald Trump. You ain't black. (laughs) Um, And. You know a lot of people in the. Some people in the black community. Have pointed to this as his. Arrogance. um, Lack of caring. About. The black community. Um, Just assuming that. They will vote Democrat. The black community. Um, he also said something that offends a lot of black people. Use the term "you people." You referred to the black community as "you people," and that's offensive. Well, um, let's put you know his record next to that of Donald J. Trump, Donald John Trump. A good that's a good name, John. Even though it's his middle name, but that's all right. Um Trump has I'm not even gonna try that. Sorry. Trump has made prison reform. A thing um something that you know Democrats have been talking about for a while, but uh never had the stones to do it, and you know Trump has done it he done did it um and this has helped a lot of uh black folks. Um, And, you know, mind you, even though Biden doesn't say it, he voted for the 1994 crime bill, which has uh, disproportionately affected the black community. That means that it's put more black folks in prison for extended amounts of time than it has white folks. Um, So Trump did prison reform uh, because of an outpouring of emotion and sentiment from a lot of different angles. And a lot of black folks that were wrongly imprisoned or were put in prison for extensive amounts of time longer than what a white criminal would have been sentenced for, for the same crime, have been released and uh, are becoming productive members of society and um, are back reunited with their families. So, on top of that, Trump has given more finances, more aid, more money to historically black colleges and universities than any president before him. And it, you know, I, in my devil's advocate mind would say, well, you know, he did that one time just to, you know, show show off or to, uh, you know, garner some votes or say, hey, look at me, I'm not really racist. No, Trump made this. I just found this out. He. Oh, this computer of mine frustrates the heck out of me. Um. He made this law, or not law, but this funding last out to 10 years. So, it's not a one-time thing that he did. It's actually something that's going to make an impact for the next 10 years. So, he... Biden never did anything like that. Um, And he could have proposed that within, you know, his time as Senate or his time as vice president. I mean, he had the first black president as his boss, right? Why couldn't they have done more funding for historically black colleges and made it a 10-year uh, program. Also, Trump has put uh, government resources, aka money, towards sickle cell anemia research, which is a horrible disease that uh, affects the African American or black community more than any other community. Um, We don't know why, because there's never been a a president who has put forth such effort to find out why. So, Trump is doing that. And I am having a horrible time multitasking with this suck-ass computer. Do not ever... I bought this computer because I really needed it, and it's a HP stream with all the latest and worst Windows, Microsoft Word technology. Why you idiots out there in computer dumb land made Bill Gates so much damn money is beyond me. Um. Yeah, at one time, I guess, you know, his software and programs were great, but, well, he basically told the, you know, computer manufacturers, you have to ex- sign exclusive contracts to use my software, and it was the most advanced at one time, but It's turning... I mean, Microsoft Word is good. Internet Explorer is horrible. Whatever HP put in this... I mean, it's supposed to have Intel processors, but must not be dual-core processors because it's terrible at multitasking. Anyways, so Trump is researching... uh, He's not personally researching it. But he's put government funding towards sickle cell anemia research to help the black community. He's also (laughs) put opportunity scholarships in place to help young African American folks that are in bad school districts, maybe. Uh, be able to attend charter schools. And then, on top of that, you know. That that helps. That creates opportunities. Gets them out of, you know, a school where they're. Um, well, I'm not going to bash the schools and the teachers. But. something Democrats could have done and did not do. Uh, Also, along with Cory Booker and uh, Senator Tim Scott, they created opportunity zones in lower income communities, poor communities uh, that are predominantly African American. and so, now businesses get a discount, or a tax break, pardon me, for uh, bringing business to minority communities. And so, that's how he achieved the lowest uh Unemployment rate in the black community in a generation. Uh, so these are just a few things. Now you take Joe Biden. On the other hand, he says, you know, you people. Uh, he says, if you if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And then he does He apologizes, but the apology is. Well, I shouldn't have been so cavalier in what I said. Really? I mean, that's the best you can do. I shouldn't have been so cavalier with what I said. Um, <laughs> Come on. You know, it is... A muggy summer's day in Ohio, by the way. So oh, then, you know, Mr. Biden you know says that uh you know poor kids are just as smart as white kids. So implying that, you know, all black kids are poor, not necessarily true. There are plenty of uh, successful black families out there that are of all income levels. Uh, He says things like, uh, you know, you can't walk into a 7-Eleven in Delaware without an Indian accent. India, the country, he clarified. Gee, that would be like considered race, racist and xenophobic if um, a Republican said that, but you know, Biden and Democrats get these free passes. So, anyway, let's uh, look at some of the topicals of the day some news for you and my opinion on it you know um, there are 600 physicians according to Forbes magazine that say lockdowns are a mass casualty incident More than 600 of the nation's physicians sent a letter to President Trump this week calling for the coronavirus shutdowns or calling the coronavirus shutdowns a mass casualty incident with exponentially growing negative health consequences to millions of non COVID patients. Downstream health effects are being massively underestimated and underreported. This is an order of this is in this is an order of magnitude error according to the letter initialed by Simone Gold, MD, an emergency room specialist in Los Angeles. Suicide phone Calls or suicide hotline phone calls have increased 600 percent. The letter said, Other silent casualties, 150,000 Americans per month would have new cancer detected through routine screening. So, people aren't uh, able to go to their doctors for their routine health checkups. Because they they wanted to, to um, keep the doctors' offices and hospitals open for cor- the coronavirus patients that never came. Okay, even in New York, where it was really bad, and Louisiana, um, California, um, and all of these places. They've um, seen that, you know, the number of coronavirus cases never hit the level they thought it would. They never needed the um, emergency backup hospitals. They never needed, um, you know, the Navy ships that they the president sent out. Um, they never needed all the respirators that uh, Governor Newsom and Governor Cuomo were clamoring for, uh, that Trump provided, and he provided more than enough, So so many that they were able to replenish the strategic stockpile of emergency equipment and share respirators with other nations. So the point that this article is getting at is, you know, cancer patient, well, people just are not getting in for their cancer screenings. Uh, And the, the best way to defeat cancer is early detection, which leads to early treatment. Also, people are depressed over their lack of income, not knowing when they will be able to get back to work and all these things, and so this has led to you know more suicides, uh, more drug overdoses, uh, more alcoholism, and more uh, child abuse and domestic violence, spousal abuse, uh, because people are pent up they're scared they're being fed fear by the media and they don't know when they're going to be allowed to go back to making a living uh they you know landlords and mortgage companies are not all participating in these uh lax you know when this first started you know, the president and other people said, you know, the president and others said um, that they wanted to have a moratorium on mortgage, on rent, And landlords are just like, hey, we got bills to pay like everyone else. We can't, you know, postpone people's mortgage. Um, And here's another thing with this, you know, these 600 doctors. And it speaks to this fear thing that I was just talking to you about. Uh, Patients are fearful of visiting hospitals and doctors' offices because our because of COVID-19 phobia. It's keeping them from seeking care. One patient died at home of a heart attack rather than go to an emergency room. A number of severe heart attacks being treated in the US, in uh, treated in nine US hospitals surveyed dropped 40% since March. Cardiologists are worried about a wave of deaths indirectly caused by the virus so because people aren't people are afraid to go to the emergency room out of fear of catching covid-19 because of you know the constant media hype uh, around the virus we've done for the first time in pardon me, in in virus history, okay, pandemic or plague history, we've isolated the somewhat healthy as well as the sick. But basically, people felt like they were being told, don't go to the hospital unless you're really sick, like with COVID-19. They also felt like, If they go there, they're going to catch COVID-19 from someone else. And, you know, routine checkups, uh, you know, routine surgeries or non-essential voluntary surgeries have been put off. Uh, All of these things were put on hold for the fear uh, instigated by some of our government officials, mostly the media. Over this virus, and all these fears have not come true of the virus, but all the side effects of the media hype machine and your melodramatic reporters and blah blah woof woof have come true. So, the people who said at the beginning of this. That the media spin machine, the media exaggeration around this virus would be worse than the virus itself were right, OK? The vast majority of people that getting this are coming down with this virus are recovering, and we're finding a lot of people had it and never got sick. But those numbers are not reported. Those numbers are not scrolling on the left or right side of the screen, depending on which side of the television you're on. Uh, When you watch CNN, you know, they post the number of uh, cases. They post the number of deaths in the United States and around the world. But they don't post the number of recoveries. They're not posting the number of people found with antibodies that had the virus and never had symptoms, which means they never got sick. So, that's where we stand. But the number of suicides, heart attacks, uh, untreated, undetected cancer... uh, is going up, well, it's not detected, it can't go up, but you know, the number of people that are typically diagnosed with cancer is down, right? Which means that people aren't going in for checkups, cancer screenings, and such. So that leads me to this next article. Bloomberg is reporting or asking the question... Did Japan beat the virus without lockdowns or mass testing? So, evidently, even though Democrats are screaming that we're not testing enough, we're not testing enough, maybe testing isn't the answer to the problem. Japan's state of emergency is set to end with new cases of coronavirus dwindling down to mere dozens. It got there despite largely ignoring the default playbook. No restrictions were placed on residents' movements, and businesses from restaurants to hairdressers stayed open. No high-tech apps that track people's movements were deployed. The country doesn't have a Center for Disease Control, and even as a or even as nations are were extort uh exhorted to test test test, Japan has tested just point two per cent of its population, one of the lowest rates among developed nations, yet the curve has been flattened, the deaths well below one thousand by far the fewest among the group of seven developed nations in Tokyo it's it's dense center cases have dropped to single digits on most days while the possibility of more severe second wave of infection is ever the media always has to get that one line of fear in there while the possibility of more severe second wave of infection is ever present Japan has entered and set and is set to leave its emergency in just weeks with the status lifted already for most of the country and Tokyo the remaining and the remaining four other regions set to exit Monday Uh, this article today is Monday so it Tokyo another four regions or out of emergency, analyzing just how Japan defied the odds and contained the virus while disregarding the playbook used by other successful countries has become a national conversation. Only one thing is agreed upon: that there are, there was no silver bullet, no one factor made the difference. Just by looking at death numbers you can say japan was successful Mikihito tanaka professor at wesda university specializing in science communication and a member of public health advisory experts blah 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 but even experts don't know the reason and then there's a graph that shows you know japan hit its peak the first to mid part of april and then it's declined throughout uh, throughout May. Contact tracing. Experts consulted by Bloomberg who suggested a marid, myriad of factors that controlled the outcome. None could point to a singular policy package that could be replaced in other countries or replicated I pardon me a single policy that could be replicated in other countries nonetheless these measures still offer a long-term lesson for countries in the middle of the pandemic there's who's in the middle of the pandemic just about everywhere it's declining this virus Okay, it's called a novel coronavirus because it's something we haven't seen before in humans. But it's going to be with us just like the flu that comes every year, just like the common cold, just like pneumonia. I think pneumonia is a coronavirus. They're, you know, Those are all coronaviruses. So this one isn't going away just like none of the rest of them have. Um I think you can read the rest of this article for yourself. But the one thing that Japan is good at is con- contact tracing. Because I already read this article. So it's kind of boring to me to read it again. Uh, they do analog, that means like handwritten, contact tracing. And so when they found a a hot spot, they isolated it and kind of put the fire out in that particular spot. (coughs) And though they don't have a a CDC, um, a Center for Disease Control, these local tracers nurses just like at every they're just regular nurses they're not specialist in this i mean all regular nurses are special but the what they're saying is that every nurse in japan is a contact tracer and this is they dealt with the coronavirus just like they deal with flu and other outbreaks uh you know, in their country. And so they started the tracing process, uh, you know, and one thing with coronavirus is obesity has a lot to do with it, you know, high blood sugar, Um, even though, you know, the numbers of deaths, 100,000 is bad, don't get me wrong, but remember 2.2 million of us were supposed to die from this with some mitigation, so they told Trump to shut everything down, and now we're at a hundred thousand. And those numbers may be inflated because now there are two categories of coronavirus death: there are confirmed coronavirus tests and pre, or, me, confirmed coronavirus deaths, and probable coronavirus deaths, at least here in Ohio. So before, when they were lumping everyone that died and had COVID-19 germs in them, they were saying it was a COVID-19 death. Well, there was so much uh, media, well, not really media, but social media scrutiny of that policy that the government changed its policy and created a category called probable this is in the United States and Ohio. There are probable COVID-19 deaths, and then there are confirmed COVID-19 deaths. Leave it to American government. Uh, but in Japan, they contact trace, they find the clusters, and then they deal with the clusters of infectious diseases. And every nurse hand writes notes uh, and more than just notes reports we'll call them cuz they're they're more important than just a note reports on you know where the disease is who they came in contact with who where they probably contracted the disease and they do this for every uh viral outbreak and disease outbreak and it's analog it's nothing high tech even you know it's not a fancy app that some people want us all to put on our phones. It's not a microchip tattoo that Bill Gates wants to put in everybody. It's not a chip that's inserted to into you when you get your vaccination. It's written out by the nurses in Japan. That's the biggest thing that I've seen. Uh, they did. I believe the article does say there's a link in the description. It says that they shut down schools. That's one thing that they did do. Let me see if I can find it here. You know, they had, you know, they're also very health conscious people, so they take good care of themselves. Uh, Countries you can, you know, countries are bringing to hire tracers in an attempt to reopen. Japan has been tracking the movement of the disease since the first handful of cases. Uh, Many people say we don't have a center for disease control in Japan, but the public health center is kind of the local CDC. Um, That means like their local hospital is basically the CDC. Um, I can't find it in here right now, but I I do believe it says they did shut down uh, public schools. That was the only thing that they really did uh like the rest of the world. So ye Columbus Despotch says navigating the unknown. I don't need this no, I guess that's an advertisement. I don't need that. So Columbus, Ohio, yeah, navigating the unknown. Um Oh, wow. Well, anyways, uh, more coronavirus cases and deaths were reported this past Saturday than had been reported previously, uh, or it's higher than the daily average. Now, mind you, Dr. Acton said that she's the Ohio Health Department. Chief, the the head honcho, the director. She said that in mid-May or April, pardon me, when our coronavirus was gonna hit its peak, you would see ten thousand cases per day. And uh, like a thousand deaths, I don't remember how many deaths, but she said 10,000 new cases a day and hospitals would be overwhelmed. That was not even close. But this is not her reporting this, this is the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, DeWine and Acton did not have their, they don't do their daily 2 p.m. press conferences. They only do those Monday through Friday. Today was Memorial Day, so there was not one today. Um, but here she, here we go. Ohio logged another 84 coronavirus deaths on Saturday. A figure more than double the recorded deaths the previous 24-hour period. (laughs) Okay, that's not funny. What's interesting, there's a link in the description on YouTube, You can read the article yourself. Bars and restaurants fully reopened or were allowed to fully reopen in Ohio on uh, Thursday, the 21st of May. Okay. Oh, man. Um... So, without fail, people started posting this article on Facebook saying that it's the fault of us, those of us who did not follow the rules for reopening. uh, That those of us who went ahead and, you know, didn't wear our masks... That didn't stay six feet apart, the bars and restaurants that let more people in than you know the government said they were allowed to uh caused this now there's supposedly a fourteen day incubation period. nothing in Ohio really reopened until the fifteenth, so that's like. A seven-day period. Now, it's possible that people caught coronavirus and died within, you know, seven days. That is possible. But, is it realistic with what we know about the virus? Or is this just a fluke? Uh, Just a coincidence. I'm going with the coincidence route. Because it just does not make sense that... And I'm sure, you know, oh, Mike, you're killing me. Uh, DeWine, my buddy, my mentor, uh, who barely knows who I am, but I've followed his career closely, and I look up to him, even, you know, in all this uh, coronavirus mess, um, I think he did right with what he was told at first. I think all of our... Political leaders did what was right based on what they were told at first. Uh, You know, 4 million American deaths if they don't do any mitigation, and 2.2 million if we only do some mitigation. So we over mitigated, we over, you know, shut things down. uh, Like I just read to you. Japan did none of the above, and they're coming out of this, like, you know, within a matter of, you know, a few weeks, yeah, they had their their spikes in cases, and, you know, they had their deaths, and we, we all feel bad for families that lost loved ones, we're not heartless bastards, well, I'm not a heartless bastard, the rest of you might be. Um, you know, we all feel sorry when somebody dies, okay, but the number of US deaths is a fraction of the bare minimum that was predicted by Dr. Acton, Dr. Fauci, and Dr. Burks, and the CDC, and the FDA, and Spider-Man, and the Easter Bunny, all right? We're at a fraction of what they projected. And so, the things that are not at a fraction of what they projected are the side effect deaths, I'll call them. There, I I coined a new phrase. The side effect to all this lockdown, shutdown... <clears throat> is suicides depression alcoholism drug overdoses and all of these things okay these are the side effects to the lockdown for the vi- the spike the the pandemic that never came okay It may be called a pandemic by the, you know, UN World Health Organization. But, gee, they told us this wasn't contagious from human to human contact. That it couldn't be spread from human to human. That, according to China... The only way you could catch coronavirus was by eating one of these damn bats that they were selling at a wet market, right? So, pardon me. You know, this is what's happened in, you know, the United States and other places. Uh, You know, people are dying. People are being abused People are committing suicide, alcoholism, drug addiction all going up because of these lockdowns. China, or, pardon me, Japan and Sweden have beaten the disease and had relatively well Japan's lower than other countries. They are very unique people very good people, very honorable people. Uh, You know, and I'm not saying Switzerland's not, but nonetheless, you know, Japan beat this uh, invisible enemy, as they call it, by, you know, doing basically nothing other than contact tracing. So, it's strange to me that The rest of the world's playbook and the playbook that Donald Trump gets criticized for is we're not doing enough. Well, first, we didn't have enough ventilators. We didn't have enough mitigation. We didn't have enough nurses and doctors and, you know, all these other things. Well, then he got all those other things. And then they said, well, he's not doing enough testing. Well, Japan barely tested any one. And, so, their numbers are lower than, per capita, lower than most of the rest of the world, most of the developed countries. So, anyway, before I get too far off track, let me make sure I covered everything I wanted to cover. Oh, well, let's get into this argument. Trump declared churches... Um vital, essential, essential operations. And this, I believe, is in the response to the suicides and uh, deaths. You know, Trump sees that people need hope in their lives. The media is not giving it to them. The media is still fear-mongering people because they want to use this to bury Trump in the election. It's the only thing they have against him. Now they can't even use the racist thing because Biden's done so many dumbass racist things or made so many remarks that are coming out and going viral, uh, like the remark about an Indian accent to go into 7-Eleven. Or that, you know, you're not really black if you don't vote for me. How many times has he told people not to vote for him, by the way? Hey, take his advice, people. <laughs> Joe Biden says, hey, don't vote for me if you're this or if you're that or if you think this way and da-da-da-da-da. Take his advice. Don't vote for him. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, Trump sees that, you know, the church is a place of refuge. It's a place people can go for help and counseling uh, in this time of great need for spiritual healing. Uh, and I'm not. So today I thought it'd be fun if we look. Technical at glitch. Those Reddit video things, I have been Shut up! All right. So yeah, I really need to get more professional at these videos if I want you people to listen for 45 minutes. But anyway. So, Trump sees this as a a church being a place people can go for counseling, spiritual healing, not just religious healing, but healing the human soul, the unseen heart that we all have inside of us, okay? We all have a soul, a spirit, uh, a heart. Not just the one that beats in our chest. But one that's supernatural. That can bring us from our depression. And keep us from wanting to kill ourselves over fears of uh, not going back to work and all these things. So Trump saw that he tried to override the governor's. Uh, Governor Newsom challenged him in the uh, notoriously liberal Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And, of course, they sided with the liberal governor. But uh, that case, I would imagine, would go to a higher court and possibly the Supreme Court. Uh, I would like for it to go to the Supreme Court because, frankly, it... The Constitution is the ultimate law of the land. It overrides governors' orders, even presidential orders. And it says the first sentence, government shall not establish a national religion and shall not inhibit the practice thereof. So the government cannot say we're all Christians, we're all Muslims, we're all Jews. Take it or leave it. And it cannot stop individuals from practicing their religious beliefs under any circumstances. There's no asterisk in the Constitution that says, you know, except during uh, a bad flu outbreak. Okay? There's no asterisk that says Governor Newsom and, uh, you know, the boogeyman who's, you know, governor of Chicago, mayor of Chicago. Who is that a scary looking woman? Uh, You know, that these people cannot inhibit your practice of religion. It's unconstitutional. And in Chicago, they've gone as far now, I guess, as having police citing and uh, maybe arresting pastors and people in churches this Sunday after Trump gave his executive order declaring churches essential. He did not need to do that. It's already in the Constitution that you cannot stop a church from opening its doors no matter what. And that's uh, much, much... That's even more clear and concise than the Second Amendment. You know, the Second Amendment, there's that comma. And then, you know, talks about a well-regulated militia. And people say, well, we don't need a militia anymore. Well, okay, fine. The freedom of religion part of the Constitution, there's no comma. Well, there is a comma. But after the comma comes... Shall not inhibit the practice thereof. So you cannot in any way infringe on that practice of religious freedom. So, but Governor Newsom of Cali and the Ninth District Liberal Court of Appeals says otherwise. The uh, scary mayor of Chicago says otherwise. And yeah, you know, you want to, they think they have people's best interest at mind, at heart. But, you know, facts are showing otherwise. Research is showing that this virus is not what it was made out to be. And now with what Japan and Sweden have done, and the fact that their curves are flattened, even though they didn't go by the quote playbook, they uh, are doing just as well as any other developed country in the world. So, who was right, who was wrong will always be left up for debate. Um, I just want to say, you know, hey, let's pray for each other, let's unite. And uh, thank you for listening to me talk for uh, an hour. So, I hope I did something to get some, I don't know, something entertained you or something. All right, good night. God bless you. Have a good day. Mm, Stokey went out.